Hi friend, welcome to the Social CEO Podcast. I'm Ashley, esthetician turned social media marketing coach and content creator. This podcast is home to industry-leading, non-conforming, creative, and driven women entrepreneurs. If you're here for the unfiltered girl chats and deep dives into all things social media, content creation, and entrepreneurship, then you're in the right place. Let's dive in. Hello, friend. Welcome to the Social CEO Podcast. I'm so excited for today's episode. I think I've literally said that at the beginning of every single episode, but I am. I just am loving this whole podcasting thing. The feedback has been amazing, and so I'm just so excited to continue giving you value. But I am particularly excited for today's episode because it is going to be a very educational, very actionable episode, which, like I said in the first episode, if you listen to that one, that's what this podcast is all about. So if you're listening, I'm sure you've already seen the title, which is Three Ways to Build Your Clientele. So when I started my business, this was honestly the biggest thing that I struggled with. I think that most service providers, when they start their business or when they start their career, one of the biggest things that they struggle with is building their clientele because that is how you make your business work. That's how you make money. That's how you scale and build your business is through working with clients. And so one of the most common questions that I get from students and on social media is how do I build my clientele? And if I'm being completely honest, building your clientele is not easy. And I feel like a lot of people think that you have to use money to do it. So buying courses, buying new equipment, paying for ads. And while all of that can certainly help, and I'm definitely not against investing in yourself, I really wanted to share a few easy and free ways you can build your clientele during today's episode. And we're going to be going over four main things that you can do today to build your clientele that costs you zero dollars. And all of these are fairly easy to implement. And like I said, you can start doing them as soon as today. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get into the four free ways that you can build your clientele. So the first one is your client experience. Now, I have said this a million times and I will continue saying this until the day I die, but the easiest way to build your clientele is through client retention. Truthfully, it is so much easier to just maintain the clients that you already have than to constantly be looking for new ones. And something that I say to my students all the time when they come to me wanting to build their clientele, think about all of the clients that you have ever serviced in your business, ever. Like from day one, Think about that very first client you ever took and all of the clients you've taken up until now. If you had kept every single one of them, you would probably be fully booked. So one of the biggest things that you should focus on when you're building your clientele is client retention and truly getting your clients to get hooked onto your service and to keep coming back for more and more and more. So one of the ways that you can do that is through your client experience and really making sure that when your clients are coming to you, they're having a five-star experience every single time. So the experience working with you doesn't just include when your client is getting a service from you. Let me elaborate on that. So for example, if you're an esthetician and you do facials, the client experience isn't just when your client is laying on your treatment table and is getting the facial. If you're a hairstylist, the client experience doesn't just happen when your client is in your chair and you're coloring their hair. If you're a photographer, your client experience isn't just when you're actually taking photos of your clients. Your client experience includes before your clients see you, during the service, 
and then after a service. So you want to make sure you're giving them a luxury experience, whether they're just landing on your Instagram page or if they're coming in and spending $100 with you, $500 with you, $1,000 with you. The experience alone will bring your clients back and get you dozens and dozens of referrals. And that's the easiest way to build your clientele. So what do I mean by this? And what are some tangible things that you can up level with your client experience? Well, think about when your clients find you or where your clients find you. If that's on Instagram, how can you improve your Instagram? How can people land on your Instagram and immediately be wowed? Is your bio optimized? Does your content quality match the quality of your service? And one thing that I have always said and I will continue to say is you're only as cool as your business is on social media. Now, don't get me, don't like get me wrong. It doesn't mean that if you're not on social media, you're not good or that your worth is on social media. But if you are providing a five-star service in your business when clients are working with you, but your social media is just not great and it's kind of just put together on a whim and the quality just is not there in your content, how are you going to get people to want to work with you through your Instagram if your Instagram content is just not good and it just doesn't match the level of quality and luxury as your actual service. I hope I'm making sense with that. And quality content doesn't just mean going out and spending hundreds or even thousands of dollars on a branding shoot and just having like really good quality photos. That also includes the quality of what's in your content. So are you just throwing a quick caption together just because you feel like you have to post and throw it up on Instagram? Are you just kind of winging it on social media and just kind of not really investing time into creating content that actually is valuable to your ideal client. So that's something to think about on your Instagram. Are your highlights optimized? Like do your clients land on your page and are they able to immediately find all the information they need in order to book with you? When they click the link in your bio, what's on there? When they go to your website, is it easy to navigate? Is it easy for them to book or do they have to jump through hoops in order to get in contact with you or book with you? Think about all the little touch points that your clients have to go through in order to book with you and see where you can improve. Another thing is what happens after they book. Do they get some kind of text confirmation? Do you send them a welcome email kind of explaining how to prepare for their service or how to get the most out of it? This goes for any kind of business. So for example, if you're a service provider, could you maybe set up an automated email to send to your clients and say, hey, thank you for booking. I'm so excited to meet you. Here's how to prepare for your appointment in order to get the most out of it. Or if you're an educator and your student buys a guide or buys a class, is there an email that you can automate and send to them and say, hey, I'm so glad you got your hands on this resource. Here's how to get the most out of it. Or how is it going? I'm checking in to see how you're getting along with this new resource or with this class. So what is the experience like after your clients actually book with you or after they pay you for something? Are you just kind of like, okay, cool, you're booked. And then you don't talk to them again until you actually see them for the service. Really walk through the journey that your clients go through and see where you can elevate those touch points. And then of course the service, the way you elevate it just completely depends on the kind of business that you have. So if you 
have a brick and mortar business and you do actual services on your clients, like could you provide your clients with snacks or drinks or what kind of environment are you receiving them in when they come in? Does it smell good? Is it clean? Is it comfortable? Do you have vibey music going? Just think about every single touch point that your client experiences and see how you can elevate that. If you are a photographer, could you send your clients a style guide or could you walk them through how to properly plan a photo shoot? Just think about all of the small ways you can elevate that client experience. And then of course, after the service, you don't just want to take your client's money and then send them on their way and never talk to them again. Make sure you're following up with them. Check in with them. If you, again, are an esthetician or hairstylist or a nail tech, send them a quick text 24 hours after the service and say, hey, how is your skin feeling? Or are you happy with your hair? How is it feeling? Or are you loving your nails? Make your client feel like more than just a paycheck. Make them feel like a person. Make them feel like you value them as a client and you didn't just care about them until they paid you and now you're just like, okay, whatever. Don't make them feel like you don't care about them anymore after they paid you for the service or after they bought something from you. Make sure you're elevating the experience even after they buy a product or service from you. So overall, just walk through your entire client experience and see where you can upgrade, up-level little things here and there. And ultimately, that's going to create raving fans and your clients are going to refer their mom, their sister, their grandma, their best friend, the cashier at the grocery store, like they will literally send everyone they know to you because they know they're going to receive that five-star experience every single time. Okay, number two, under-promise and over-deliver. Now, this kind of piggybacks on the previous point, and before I get into it and I tell you what that means, I do want to say that I know that this topic or this idea of under-promising and over-delivering can be kind of controversial. I've seen a lot of people kind of be against it. Others are super for it, but I think that if it's done in the right way, it can be extremely valuable in building your business and building your clientele. So under-promising and over-delivering does not, and I want to make sure that this is very, very clear, under-promising and over-delivering does not mean that you have to take away from the value of your service when you're marketing it. So, for example, if you are an esthetician, under-promising and over-delivering does not mean that you get on social media or you list it on your booking page and say, hey, this is a 30-minute facial and it comes with double cleanse and finishing products. And then when your client comes in, it's actually a 60-minute facial and it has a lot more to it. That's not what under-promising and over-delivering means, okay? Under-promising and over-delivering as a photographer, for example, does not mean you tell your clients that you're giving them a one-hour session, but in reality, it's a two-hour session. Do not take away from the value of your service. Under-promising and over-delivering means to give more than what they're expecting throughout the entire experience. So for example, let's say, and this is, again, this is just an example. Let's say your customer service on your website. Let's say you have an inquiry form on your website for clients to fill out if they have questions or if they want to book with you or they want to inquire with you. And 
it says, I'm so excited to hear from you. You can expect to hear from me in 48 business hours. Over delivering on that would look like actually we're getting back to them in 24 hours. Another example is, again, let's say you're an esthetician, you had your client come in, you gave them an amazing facial, you're all done with the actual service. Over delivering could, could look like giving them some samples, sending them home with them and say, hey, I really think that you'll love these products. Here are a couple samples for you to try out and here is some aftercare directions on how to get the most out of your facial today. That is over delivering. And like I said, it kind of piggybacks off of the previous point to elevate your client experience. Just look for the little ways that you can add more value to your service. Don't give more than what the actual service is, but look for ways to over-deliver outside of that service to elevate that experience. Again, I'm ho- I hope that that makes sense. But again, under-promising and over-delivering is not taking away from your service, but it's actually adding more to the experience. So give as much value as humanly possible. Give them homework or aftercare so they can continue to get value out of your service even after they leave. Check in with them. Put a client onboarding procedure in place. Make it easy to book with you. Tell them how they can get the most value out of working with you, etc. Just find little ways to upgrade that client experience. Like I said, the experience and then under-promising and over-delivering kind of piggyback off of each other, but the whole point of both of those is to just always, always give that five-star experience to your clients because client retention is key when you're building your clientele. Okay, number three, increase your level of free value. Something I've noticed with a lot of businesses, especially on social media and just online, is sometimes it's very, very tempting for us to kind of gatekeep and hope that the lack of value will make your audience want to go book even more, but it's actually the opposite. So for example, if you are, again, an esthetician, you'll notice I use estheticians as a lot of my examples because most of the people that follow me are in the beauty industry, but you can apply this to whatever business you're in. I don't just coach estheticians. I want to make that clear. This applies to any industry in any business. But let's say you're an esthetician and you specialize in acne. One thing that could be very, very helpful and very valuable for your clients might be to educate them on how the foods that they eat can affect their skin and cause inflammation in their skin and therefore cause acne. But someone may be tempted to not share that information on social media because then they're like, okay, well, if I tell my clients that they can partially clear their skin by the foods that they're eating and changing their diet, then they won't want to come to me because they already know how to, so then I'll lose a client. But it's actually the complete opposite because if, as an esthetician, you're getting on social media and you're offering that free advice and that free value and your client tries it and they actually see a difference in their skin, they're going to think, oh my gosh, I followed her advice from just that one post and it's already making such a drastic change in my skin. I want to go book with her because I can only imagine how much more my skin will change when I actually get a curated skincare routine from her or I go in for a treatment or actually work with her one-on-one. I want to go book with her. That's what actually happens when you give free advice and free value. So you really want to increase your level of free value and really increase 
the information and the education that you're giving your audience. Gatekeeping the value and not giving any free value at all and only helping your clients and only helping your audience when they actually pay you, it can even cause them to not trust you because you're unwilling to help unless they hand over their card. Really increase the amount of value that you're willing to give for free, whether that's through social media content or through email newsletters or freebies or samples. What that'll make them do is think, wow, all her free stuff is so jam-packed with value and it's so good, I can't even imagine how good her paid stuff is going to be. That's what giving free value does for you. If you are a coach or an educator, if you're not educating your clients, and this doesn't mean that you only should post educational content, that's not what this means. As an educator, if you're posting free content online and you're giving value for free and it's actually helpful for your students or for your audience, again, they're going to trust you even more because they're going to think, wow, her free stuff is so valuable. I can only imagine how good her paid stuff is. A good example of this too is, again, if you're a hairstylist or an esthetician or a personal service provider, giving free samples of your product is game changer, honestly. And I know that so many people in the industry get kind of greedy with how many samples they actually give out. Like they'll give out maybe like one tiny little sample per client every two months or something like that because obviously samples aren't free to us. But you're only doing yourself a disservice because if you truly believe in the products that you're selling and you truly think that they will be beneficial for your client, if you give them that sample and they try it out for a few days or for a week or however long, they will surely fall in love with it because it's going to help them with whatever they're struggling with with their skin. The natural response is to want to buy a full size. So again, just increase the amount of free value. And number four is change your content. Now, this is one of the biggest things, especially if you're using social media to build your clientele. A huge mistake that I see a lot of service providers make is they just aren't creating the right kind of content. So instead of just going on social media and just posting about what's included in your services, really talk about the transformation that your clients will experience after booking your service or buying your product. So many people come to me and are like, Ashley, how do I sell without feeling salesy? I hate selling and talking about my business because I feel like I annoy people. And nine times out of 10, it's because they're selling the actual product or service instead of the transformation. So you don't have to pay for more ads. You don't have to post more often. You just have to change what you're posting and what kind of content you're creating. If you've been following me for a while or if you've listened to my other podcast episodes and you've probably heard me say this before and I'll keep saying it, but you really, really want to change the way that you're selling. You never want to sell the service or the product. You want to sell the transformation or the feeling that comes with that service. So again, for example, if you're wanting to book facial clients, don't tell people what's included in the facial. Tell people how their skin will feel after the facial. If you're selling a hair product, don't talk about the science and the formula of the product. Don't talk about the ingredients in the product. Talk about how their hair is going to feel after using said product. If you are a photographer, don't sell photos. Sell the feeling and tell your clients how they're not paying just for the photos, they're paying for the memories. Really, really look at what transformation or what feelings your clients are going to experience after working with you and sell that. Sell the transformation, sell the feelings, 
sell the end result. This is something that I teach in my signature masterclass, Master Your Marketing, which if you're listening to this in January or February, uh, Master Your Marketing is coming back at the end of February and I'm so freaking excited. This has been my most popular masterclass to date. It has over 60 five-star reviews. It's literally changed the game for so many of my students, and so I'm so excited to be bringing this back. This is something that I cover heavily in Master Marketing is how to change your content and how to post in order to build your clientele. So if this is something that you're wanting to learn more of, definitely go join the waitlist or register depending on when you're listening to this. I will link it in the show notes so you can go check it out and find more information on that. But anyway, those are four free ways that you can build your clientele and those are things that you can start implementing today. Like right now, as soon as you're done listening to this podcast, you can go start implementing these. And there are so many free ways to build your clientele that are so freaking easy to implement. Honestly, it doesn't take much more time or effort than what you're already doing. You just have to set up proper systems and automations. And after that, you'll be bringing in more clients without more time, money, or energy. So again, I'm going to recap all four points that we went over today. So number one, the experience. Really up-level the experience for your clients before, during, and after your service. Under-promise and over-deliver. So again, pack as much value as you possibly can. Number three is increase your level of free value. And number four, change the way you're creating content. I really hope that today's episode was helpful and I'm really excited for you to go off and implement all of these things. Again, they're completely free. You don't have to spend any extra money in order to implement them. And they're some of the easiest ways you can start bringing in more clients. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to this episode of the Social CEO Podcast. I'm so glad that you're here and I will see you in the next one. Thank you for listening to the Social CEO Podcast. If you loved tuning in, be sure to subscribe and leave us a review and follow along at www.ashleytapia.co. See you soon.